Hello, CCS family, and welcome back to another edition of Inside CCS. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Carter, your multimedia journalist for the district. And I'm Talisa Dixon, the superintendent. So, Dr. Dixon, we have been doing a lot of different episodes on our podcast about some great new initiatives, different things we're bringing to not only our students, mm-hmm. our principals, but also our teachers. Yes. How this also kind of wraps into this whole idea of Portrait of a Graduate, our um, mm-hmm. strategic plan. And I know something that we've had a special team that has been working on this school year that I'm told that will be implemented in all of our buildings next year, which is super exciting, is our instructional coaching model. Can you talk to me? I know you know what this is. Yeah, I'm excited to be able to share and have these ladies share with us because they are the experts. But I was introduced to this model when I was a deputy superintendent in Saginaw, Michigan. We follow this model, um, uh, the partnership um, through um, Jim Jim Knight. Mm -hmm. And it was so exciting to be able to give teachers additional support from their peers. They trust their peers and their peers have all the knowledge and the experts. So it's getting expert teachers to help other teachers is a powerful model and I am so glad we're implementing it and I'm so glad we have these experts here with us today to tell us what it's going to look like and feel like and hopefully people won't be scared or be intimidated (laughs) by the support because it can seem intimidating Mm -hmm. and that's That's why we're so glad to have these ladies with us today to kind of help level set. Yeah, yeah. I want to have as much of this conversation as possible because I do think it's really important. And like you said, there's people that are probably eager to want to get this off the ground, to know how this can actually help them in the classroom, to help our students, which this is all about. Um, Let's introduce ourselves. I'm Katie Myers, and so I am the administrative lead for our coaching model. And where where are you currently I'm at 3,700. Good. So much sure everyone knows where you are. Yes. Yes. Katie Myers, 3,700. Okay. (laughs) I'm Karen Fiedler, and I'm one of the three district coaching leads. Yes. Good morning. I am Jennifer Erickson, and I'm one of the coaching leads as well. And I'm Ronnie Beck. I'm one of the three coaching leads for the coaching model. Yeah. Good. So what, because I know that you had these conversations with the greater team, what made you all decide that this needed to be here in Columbus City Schools for our teachers? Uh, I think for for me and the district team is we wanted to make sure that our teachers had support. And teachers don't, I mean, they, they love and respect their administrators, but they really want their coaching to come from their peers um, because it's not evaluative. It's really a support. Um, and they want to be better teachers. And what now, you know, we think about now in the pandemic and we've had to teach online in front of Zoom and try to engage kids. But there are other ways that you can connect to kids and also making sure we're implementing the curriculum. So this model really allows teachers to make mistakes with a trusted peer, but also get some sound teaching advice um, and some best practices that they can take away with immediately. You know, I always say the best PD is the PD you implement right away when you go. And I think this coaching model is going to um, do that. And the biggest thing is we have experts who yeah. are leading it, right? So that's why I wanted us to have this conversation with these ladies, because they are experts in the field, mm-hmm. and people need to know that we're just not giving you someone who doesn't know what good instructional teaching looks like and feel like. Um, you're going to have people who know the work and really value the work and there to help you get better at your teaching practices. 
So let's talk about that. What yeah. Is the work? Well, the coaching model is it's really exactly what Dr. Mm. Dixon said. It's it's a value add model. Mm -hmm. And so it it looks at our teachers as that with the expertise that they have, mm -hmm. but it brings that piece of support in for them so that they can then build on the expertise that they have mm -hmm. with the goal of then improving student achievement because that's our yeah. ultimate mm -hmm. outcome, mm -hmm. right? Is that we want to improve the student achievement of our of our students across the entire district. Yeah. And so having this value add model is is going to be able to do that. It's kind of like MTSS for our teachers. If you think about that, <laughs> yeah. we have a we have a really strong MTSS <laughs> structure and support <laughs> system in place for students. And that's what instructional coaching does for for our teachers. It's yeah. this really strong support system that really helps um, to to uplift <laughs> and and bring out the best in, in all of our educators. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I know you all have been in the classroom just from your perspective of what it is that you all felt like or feel like I needed that support. Mm -hmm. um, I know I've worked with you over at Spanish Emergent mm -hmm. when you're mm -hmm. there. What was that that you felt like I needed that support? And you know that this model will give that to our teachers. That's a good question. Mm -hmm. It is a very good question. Yeah. I can speak from fairly recent experience in the classroom, and I worked with an instructional mm -hmm. coach mm -hmm. who helped me to deepen my questioning with students. Mm -hmm. And yes, I'm I'm an average teacher. I can get the job right. done. Um, on my very best days, I really can hit the nail on the head with it. Um, but by partnering with my instructional coach, I was able to thoughtfully plan mm -hmm. for my questions to be scaffolded, which led my students to be able to achieve higher outcomes with the way they could answer the questions and think at a deeper level. Yeah. I was just going to add, it's someone who can be vulnerable with you. Yeah. They're willing mm -hmm. to be a learner right alongside and be willing to say, well, yeah. maybe that didn't work so well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's think again. Mm -hmm. That's a, what I really appreciate. Yeah. In a safe, non-judgmental space. As yeah. Well. Yeah, I like that vulnerability. Yeah. yeah kind of Brene Brownish. Yeah. <laughs> you know, One of our favorites. About, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 in a safe space. I love that. <laughs> now, I know this will be rolled into all of our schools next year. Has there kind of been a, a soft launch or what have you all been doing throughout this school year to kind of gear us up for that for the following school year? So this year really has been our foundational year. And so we have um, been very strategic in, in the planning and we have worked with Jim Knight yeah. and instructional coaching group. And we will continue um, to do that because um they are amazing. Yes. They are amazing. Mm -hmm. um, but really trying to help our current coaches to, um, we've been talking about better conversations, how you build those relationships, mm -hmm. um, talking about what are those uh, key instructional practices, and just really trying to lay that foundation for our coaches as we go into next year and we're actually going to begin impact cycles and start that mm -hmm. across the entire yeah. district. Yeah. I have a quick question. Yeah. How big is trust in this model? Let's talk about that because sometimes um, teachers aren't trusting mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. this is going to be support. This is going to be more evaluative. I don't want to be vulnerable and make a mistake. I'm going to be judged. Let's talk about a little bit, you know, how big is trust um, in this model? I think it's the cornerstone. Absolutely. It really yeah. is. And it's something that the coach needs to be thinking about all of the time, mm -hmm. yeah. even when they're not actively engaged in coaching, mm -hmm. because things that they do outside of coaching mm -hmm. can impact mm -hmm. 
the trust yeah. you might have with a teacher. Yeah. But it really is the cornerstone. And do and are, will teachers make mistakes? Will coaches make mistakes? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all nodding our head on the podcast. So you can write yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's one of those I want people to really understand that it's no perfect model, but this is one because we, we we want our teachers to have the best experience with this and really be with our coaches, their peers that they really trust and know that's going to help them be better. Yeah. You know, I think that's important. Yeah. I know something that we've talked about a lot on our podcast and just with our different topics is how this relates to our strategic plan, whole mm-hmm. child focus, working with our community partners. How does this relate into that. I think because it's completely focused on student-focused outcomes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the entire goal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we know that student outcome, student achievement is based on teachers' ability to research, learn, learn. and put into practice yeah. effective yep. instructional strategies. Yeah. Yeah. The purpose of coaching is to work with teachers to cultivate that. Yeah. And so we could anticipate that as coaches grow and demonstrate growth along the continuum of coaching, Mm -hmm. that teachers' knowledge and implementation of those practices will follow thereby impacting student achievement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the the outcome, correct, yes. of our yeah. student, student achievement. How has this model, because you all are experts, you are very familiar with it, Dr. Dixon, how have we seen um, outcomes of this, I guess, in the past of looking at this? Like, why this model? I think the reason we looked at this model is because the whole purpose is to build capacity within teachers with with the expertise that they already have, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so any time that we want to improve, I mean, I go back and think about when I was a teacher in the classroom, right? And if I wanted my kids to engage and to, um, to improve, I have to engage with them in a value-add way too, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, that's the way I have to structure that. Mm-hmm. Well, working with adults isn't really that different yeah. than working with our children. And so it just made the most sense. If we want to build that capacity, we wanted to build it in a way that was going to be a, use a model that was value add. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jim Knight's work really is all mm-hmm. about. It's building the capacity and recognizing it, that capacity that people already have. Yeah. And and we know that our teachers, they do want to do the best for their kids. They really do. Mm-hmm. That's why they're in the classroom. Mm-hmm. They're not mm-hmm. in there because they don't. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. They're in there because they do. Yeah. And so a value-add model that can provide support for them to build their capacity I don't know. It just makes sense to me. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know why we would Agreed. choose anything else. Yeah. I think it's exciting to see where the direction of where our district is going, mm-hmm. the things that we are bringing um, to our teachers, to our principals, to our administrators, to our students, which I think is really going to strengthen our district as a whole and strengthen each other as a whole, where it's someone has a question, well, I, I can lean in and, and help you, or we have the support that can lean in and help you as well. What's what's next for you all in the next upcoming months as we kind of gear up yeah. to that school year of 2022-2023? Well, we can talk a little bit about yeah. what we've already done this yeah. year. Yeah. I would yeah. love to yeah. share yeah. There's a lot of good yes. stuff that we've done. As we mentioned before, all of our current coaches have currently been trained on Better Conversations, which oh. is... Um, mm-hmm. It teaches the habits and beliefs of effective communication. Mm. Um, you mentioned before, and we're so excited that all of our buildings, our middle, our elementary, and our high schools will all have a full-time instructional coach um, awesome. in the fall. Yes, and they're going to be using the Impact Cycle, um, which is focused on supporting teachers. 
Yeah. So we're really yeah. excited about that. We had the launch of Cohort One, mm-hmm. which is our group yeah. of lead le- oh, learners. Yeah. So we have 16 of our coaches, and they have been investigating the impact of coaching and CCS. And it's really cool because their work has informed our next step decisions Mm -hmm. um, within the rollout of the model. And we've been all trained in the impact cycle along with cohort one, those 16 coaches. And then finally, something we're also very excited about, we're partnering with uh, the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, um, and the University of Washington, and the University of Texas at Austin (laughs) to collect baseline data as a measure to impact, to measure our impact. So we're looking to find out where we are right now to be able to measure our impact and where we're going and the great work that... We're going to be doing. That's good. So you're going to, we're going to be a part of that research, and then you guys are going to be presenting all over the country, telling them how. <laughs> <laughs> teachers are leading the way, right? Yeah, and all the students are leading, leading the, the way. way. Yeah, so all the teachers are leading the way, and mm-hmm. I think this is a a great example and a testament to 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 you all for even buying into this model, right? And then seeing that it's the right thing for Columbus City Schools. So that's awesome. So I had a question. So when you think about um, building impact and vocabulary, what's the hardest part so far of training that you have to like stop doing something and do more of something else? What is that? Well, um, and I think our Board of Education might be able to relate because okay. of the new protocol that they've been trying uh-huh. to use. Yes, yeah. And um, <laughs> I, I was texting the rest of the team during the board meeting mm-hmm. saying, see, they're struggling with the language too. Yes, yes. And um, a big shift will be not telling. Yeah. But asking. Asking, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think that as educators, um, our coaches naturally want to be helpful. Oh. And so when I want to be helpful or provide you a fix, I want to tell you what to do to fix it, Mm -hmm. especially if it's working out just fine for me in my life. I want to be able to just tell you. So turning that into an inquiry-based conversation Mm -hmm. is a challenge. And um, we try to ask the what questions. We try to ask the knowing type questions without asking the why. Mm-hmm. Um, that often leads to blaming, and unfortunately, it, right. it often leads to blaming students. Right, right. And right. Um, possibly families. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's that doesn't help us in the classroom. Yeah. So we want to be able to get to the how. Right through investigating the current reality in the classroom, but we do that through an inquiry-based approach. Okay, so teachers should expect there'll be a little script that we may be using, right? (laughs) (laughs) And that's okay as we're practicing this, right? And I think, to Mm -hmm. your point, got to have that common language and have to get used to asking questions and not telling our peers what they should be doing. Because you're right, Right. it's different. Every situation, every school is Mm -hmm. all different. And you have to be able to sit back and say, okay, pause. Let me think of that question I need to ask in order. So, because that goes back to trust, right? Mm -hmm. I can trust you because you're being vulnerable because I'm asking questions and I'm not saying, you know, Mm -hmm. this is what you should do. So Mm -hmm. that's that's good. Yeah. That's good. Now, looking at this model, knowing that we're giving the support that we need out there, I won't, I don't want to say if, but when it starts working, what will that look like? So we could expect to see coaches in the classrooms with the teachers working right alongside them. 
and we know that coaching is most successful when the coaches are in the classroom. Mm -hmm. So one one of the goals would be that 80% of a coach's day is spent in coaching. 60% of their day actually in coaching cycles with teachers. A 20% informal coaching, data around coaching, that kind of thing. And then only 20% of their day is spent in other tasks with the caveat <laughs> that that 20% doesn't negate any of the 80%. That, yeah. Erode that trust we right. were talking yeah. about earlier. Yeah. So that's what we could expect. The teacher and the coach teaming up and doing active research investigation in the classroom side by yeah. side. So I have a question. So as a former principal, and if I had a coach, you know, I want, because teachers are listening, you know, if I say, tell me, what was that conversation about with that teacher? What are they doing? I need, you know, how do you make sure that administrators are not pushing in to, to kind of, to find out what's happening, that it becomes evaluative? Because I know that probably is in the back of the minds of some of our people that you're going to go back and tell that principal about our conversation um, and that I am going to be evaluated or judged. How can we make sure that that is not happening? So I'm very glad that you brought that up. So, And we have spent a lot of time working on how are we going to do that? So we have a five-year plan. Mm -hmm. And in this second and third year of the plan, um, actually, the coaching, the coaches will not be evaluated by administrators. And we are going to spend these next two years training our administrators on how to evaluate instructional coaches and so that they learn about the impact cycle and about better conversations. They are going to have all the foundational learning that our coaches have as well. That's good. And so... um, So become a a culture. We're building this whole culture that is a safe environment and we're continuously learning and getting better as a professional, right? The the principal and the teachers and thus getting back to those school, um, those student outcomes. They're all actually learning this together then. So our coaches, our principals, and our teachers. So in, I believe it's 25, 26, then will be the year when we would then roll out for principals then to begin, knowing that we still will be supporting them in that as they begin to then take back that role yeah. of evaluation for coaches. Yeah. So, That's but good. we want them to be ready. Yeah. And to have the support because they need the support too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Everybody exactly. needs the support. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because everyone has student outcomes as a priority. Absolutely. That's why we're all here. Right. Right. So how can we work on that together and making sure we build that right. culture that that's the goal and is safe a safe space for us mm-hmm. to still explore um, different practices and making sure that we get it right. I think that's mm-hmm. important. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you look at, because looking at or talking about culture and talking about the culture of Columbus City Schools, for the people who will be in these roles or coaches, will these be people that were already a part of Columbus City Schools who knows our culture? Or how are we kind of looking at this? Mm-hmm. That, that can help make our, our teachers feel comfortable because you've been in my shoes. You've been a teacher. You mm-hmm. may have been a teacher in mm-hmm. one of our schools. So you are familiar with the things that mm-hmm. the questions that we have. Some of the coaches this year have been instructional coaches previously. Mm-hmm. And so but that job description has changed. Yeah. And so um, a lot of the work that we've done this year, though, has been around how that's changed. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so. 
everybody that's come into this new position, we've worked with understanding what the role what the new role is. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, and the majority of these people have been teachers in our district, some prior instructional coaches, some this year, no. Some are coming directly out of the classroom into because they're excited about how instructional coaching is changing in Columbus City Schools, and they want to be part of that new change and and the way that the pathway is moving forward. Mm -hmm. So um, I would say absolutely. The majority of our coaches that we have are our yeah. CCS yeah. folks that are part of our system and really want to see kids flourish. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. For our teachers who are excited, I'm sure all of them are excited, but who are really excited about this, and I know we're saying next school year this will be fully implemented, when will they is it, will they know more about this in the summer? Will they have a PD day before they come back and mm. be able to start? Okay. Or is it day one, we start, hey, you get your introduction. For those who may have that little angst, do we know that yet on when that will happen? So at the beginning of the year, we are going to have some time to spend with our coaches mm-hmm. because we need to to be able to, probably those first couple of weeks, we need to have some time talking with our coaches, getting them ready, setting up mm-hmm. what the this is all mm-hmm. going to be looking like for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in that process, too, though, we also will be communicating with our teachers. Yeah. Um, so once we have that time that we're really making sure our coaches are are ready to move back mm-hmm. in and, mm-hmm. and get going in these cycles, then at that same time, we're going to be talking to um, with our teachers. Yeah. We will have time with our principals at a principal's academies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're going to know. So it's... I. Everybody's going to have that information on the onset, yeah. Yeah. not just kind of like yeah. dropped. Dropped. No, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. That's. I mean, and I think that's part of what's been so wonderful about having this year to really be able to intentionally plan mm-hmm. is is being able to make sure that we're hitting those things, that we're looking at all the different stakeholders that are part of this planning, mm-hmm. and how we have to differentiate for each one of those groups. Yeah, that's good. I would say looking at this and what our district is doing off the backs of a last couple stressful years for everybody Mm -hmm. in this nation, um, it's probably really empowering to see that it's not just, okay, we're back full time in the classroom this year, next just keep on rolling. No, what did we also do during that time Mm -hmm. to um, put those things in place to, to help, to help everybody that's within the Columbus City School District with our yeah. teachers and administrators yeah. and principals. So I think that's great. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, we're creating a different culture. One is more intentional about uh, helping uh, our teachers in a very safe and a strategic way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look forward, and I'm, I'm glad we're planning the five-year uh, rollout, you know, just mm-hmm. like one and done. And it becomes a part of our culture. It becomes a part of our staffing, you know, and it's important that mm-hmm. we have um, additional people with the expertise. And I think we can I have to continue to, you know, to overstate that, state it over and over. These are people who are experts, who know what the model looks like, and they have the strategies and they have, the, as the students say, the street cred. They have the credibility <laughs> to to help. And I think that is so important because you want 
to be helped by the best, right? The one signs up for coaching or help by someone who's mm-hmm. figuring it out at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. You really, we're taking the time to make sure we know the language, we know the strategies, mm-hmm. we may have the card to kind of look at, but that's okay, you mm-hmm. know, because we're learning together, but it's so important. And I think it's a test to what we're committed to, not just, again, to helping our students, but to helping our teachers and, Absolutely. That it, and, and helping our principals yeah. and to make sure, and you know, we're working together to ultimately um, assist our kids. Yeah. Yeah. So final question that I have for you all, as we gear up to this closer and closer, what is it that you want our teachers to know? We want our teachers to know that our coaching model is based on our strong belief that they are capable and that their students are competent. And um, given the right conversation, given the right set of steps to Um, help them achieve their goals for Mm -hmm. students, we will see higher levels of student achievement. We want them to know this is not a fix. This is not based on any kind of assumption that our teachers are not already Mm. performing highly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But this is based on the belief that by partnering with someone and engaging in this highly cerebral event Mm -hmm. that coaching Mm -hmm. is, Mm -hmm. we can open teachers' minds to new possibilities and help push them past what they perceive to be their own limitations. Um, But we do believe in them, and we believe that the most important work is occurring every day in the classrooms. And I just sat in the superintendent's office and said that the most important work (laughs) actually wasn't happening right here, but is happening in the classrooms with our students every day. And um, we find that to be something that should be focused on. Mm -hmm. Instruction should be focused on, um, but not from the mindset of imposing it on Mm -hmm. every teacher in a one-size-fits-all fashion. This Mm -hmm. is a one-size-fits-one model. Yes. And we look forward to the possibilities in classrooms. So I like, we talked about the power of one. You said one-size-fits-one. Wow, Mm -hmm. isn't that powerful? Yeah. Yeah. Power of one, one coach. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Anyone else? I would just add, Ronnie said it beautifully. I'd just add that I would want them to know that it's not a gotcha. And that Mm -hmm. this model of coaching is driven by the teacher. So we don't come Mm -hmm. in with an agenda. The teacher drives the work. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. Oh, that's a good highlight. We're not going to be coming in with checklists of things that they should be doing. Mm -hmm. I I think they have all the checklists. (laughs) We just will be the ones to sit down with them and set the goals according to what the teacher wants to achieve with their students. Well, I want to just take the time out to thank all of you for taking the time out of your day and joining us and having this important conversation for our teachers on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I also want to say thank you to our listeners for tuning in and welcome to our new listeners. I'm sure we got some new ones yes, off of this great conversation. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Tyler Carter. And I'm Talisa Dixon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.